Welcome to the Fifth Trooper Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Fifth Trooper Podcast. My name is Jay Shalansky and my co-host is Evan Bullris. Hey, how's it going? Today we are interviewing Greg from Dust USA. How's it going? Hi, um, I'm pretty good. What about you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're doing all right. Uh, so, so Greg, I, I asked you before we start recording uh, kind of what your title and what you do for Dust, but I figured I'd have you tell them because it was a lot. So, <laughs> Yes. Um, I am the owner and manager of Dust USA, which is the distribution company for Dust 1947 in North America. Uh, I am also the marketing manager for Dust Limited, which is the company that makes the game in China. Oh. Okay. Yeah. See, then that's why I had you do it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, um, thank you for coming on. I guess let's start with if maybe we can just do a little explanation of of what Dust is, and uh, just for for people who may not know. Of course, uh, Dust is the. Um, <laughs> it's a miniature war game. It's called actually a diesel punk, uh, weird World War Two game. Okay. Uh, okay. So it's a game where you're going to build your army like any regular miniature game, and then you're going to face your opponent uh, on scenarios, uh, and you have to accomplish the scenario to win the battle. Uh, it plays with miniatures that are 148th in scale, so it's a little bit bigger than than the leader of the industry, uh, but it's it's something that is very close actually to Star Wars. Mm -hmm. uh, Star Wars being a 146th if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Mm -hmm. uh, the miniatures are made in plastic. Uh, we are making them ourselves. Uh, and the game plays mainly on a grid, but plays also on a freeform tabletop, uh, what we call freeform, which means the regular tabletop with the 3D terrain and everything. So you decide how you want to play the game. Yeah, it's really interesting um, for those of you who, who, who haven't seen it. So if, you, if you're watching the video version of the podcast, I actually have the uh, U.S. Marine Corps starter set uh, on my desk here. And um, it comes with a neoprene mat that actually has the square grids on it, which is, which is yes. awesome. And then each one comes with one. So if you, like Evan and I both got a starter set, so he has the mat too, and then we can put them together. Uh, Evan just put his up. On the <laughs> I saw that. I was like looking here. And I saw that out of the corner of my eye. Um, so you can actually put both mats down um, and combine. So it's it's really really neat. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The biggest thing for me is the um, the grid system makes gameplay really quick. And how uh, not to get to too much of the rule set, but like trains really easy. Comes with train because uh, it's two D, right? For all intents mm -hmm. and purposes, how train goes like. I, I've seen it at so many shows I go to, like PAX and Gen Con and Adepticon, yeah. and I I never approached originally because it was one of the things that my, my town's just either was Warhammer or, uh, since we're there, Star Wars Legion, right? That was yeah. that was it, really. Yeah. Um, so I didn't want to buy into a war game and have to, like, try to, like, sell it, <laughs> right? Convert the heathens. Yeah, <laughs> right? Like, be like, no, I swear it's good. You know, you got to believe me. Um but now I'm like, I, I, you actually have some really great YouTube content. Um, like you. your, your learn to play videos, like real smooth, easy, uh, like fun. Like a lot of them can be real, real dry uh, to kind of match our, our original, like our Legion one. Uh, we had done a while ago, just like easy fun. Yeah. But I was really impressed by that, your unit things. Um, actually, where I'm going with this, the one question I have for you is um, your app is fantastic. Thank uh, you. That's actually my, my thing is so... Um, I don't know if you can speak to that a little bit, but uh, it like mm -hmm. after using the 40k one and then the X-wing one and not being like super disappointed, and then your free one, just uh, like the slickness of it and everything, was just really blew me away. Well, so for the YouTube content, uh, I have to thank uh, John Caspian, uh, who made the videos. Uh, this guy is incredibly talented. He has a, the eye of an artist, but he also understands the the economical and time frame and everything. So it, it's really, really easy to work with him. And he does these amazing videos. So I were really, really happy with that. It, it's actually a video. All these videos were made for one big video that we did for um, Comic-Con, San Diego Comic-Con online uh, okay, this yeah. year, because, because we were supposed to be at San Diego Comic-Con, but mm. 
sadly it got yeah. cancelled for yeah. <laughs> right yeah <laughs> for too many people coughing on each other yeah and, uh, <laughs> and so and so the the we did this video really where we wanted to present dust as a universe as a game as a product to new people that were not familiarized with it and really he really did some great videos so i'm really happy with that so thank you for that uh, you I will tell him it would be. <laughs> uh, for the app, uh, I have to thank another guy that is uh, Anton Salikov, a uh, French guy, a uh, friend of the family, uh, who needed actually an internship because he's in a, he's in a video game uh, school. He was in a video game school, now he's working in the industry. And he needed an internship for the summer of one month. And so we gave him an internship and he had as a mission to make this app in one month and he did wow by himself Dang. okay yeah <laughs> oh <my man>. gosh. <laughs> <laughs> the guy is a genius like yeah. a, a genuine like genius and he really understood how the game functions what we were looking for i really gave him a i mean i, I cannot say it was detailed but i gave him the the broad spectrum of what we wanted for this app what we couldn't find in other apps. He downloaded all the apps from the competition and said, it's missing that, it's too heavy, it's missing that, it's too heavy. So he was like, I don't want that. And he built everything. So yeah, we're really happy with that. It's updated every month with new profiles when they, when they appear or with new platoons, new rules, this kind of thing. So it's really, it's really a good reference for players. So, yeah, it seems... You know, talking about the videos and, and the app and then, you know, the grid system that we were talking about, it seems like, you know, you guys make an effort to make the gameplay and the entry into the game really easy. Now, is that something that you guys are always consciously thinking about as you, as you do things? So, um, the, when Paolo Parente and Olivier Zampierescu created the game, Paolo Parente created the Universe Dust. It was a, originally a comic book that was published by Image Comics. Uh, when they created the game, uh, they wanted a game that they could play at the end of a very hard day of work on the kitchen table. Yeah. So it needed to be contained and it needed to be fast and easy so that they could basically wreck each other's face without <laughs> being completely exhausted at the end of the, of the game. Yeah. Because sure. they still yeah. had some stuff to do with their yeah, family. Yeah. So that's really the principle that really leads every, everything design-wise in our game. So the grid is here for that reason, to make it easy so that there's no measurement, there's no dispute about line of sight, mm -hmm. there's no, do I see the top of the head, not the top of the head, is the weapon part of the body, uh, do I use a, uh, a fictitious cylinder? I mean, it's, they really didn't want that, so the grid was the best solution for that. The miniatures are ready to play, which means that they are already put together in the box for the same reason, because they, they really wanted people to be able to open the box and play, even though it's not painted, it's in a colored plastic that is different for each faction. So you don't mix it on the table, basically. So really everything is like that. And then uh, when we started Dust USA uh, with my wife, Alicia, uh, she, she's not a gamer. She's a nerd, a mega nerd. She's a specialist of Star Trek, but she's absolutely not a gamer. And she played the game. She liked it. And she was like, that's good because it's very easy to get into. And then our kids started playing also. So I have three daughters. Uh, and when they started playing, uh, the youngest was uh, six. The oldest was 10. So it was really really weird to see them play because again not gamers they were video gamers but not miniature gamers and they really enjoyed the game and we realized that actually the game could be marketed to another customer base and so instead of marketing it to the regular miniature gamer you know yep. uh, that, is, that has been already solicited by absolutely everyone <laughs> since the beginning of time uh, we, de we decided to market towards families uh, meaning that sometimes it was uh, uh, kids first or female players first. Uh, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it happens that it works, <laughs> obviously. And, uh, and also we are making the game, the game, the way it plays actually allows you also to play in multiplayer games. It's not just a 1v1. And you can play 1v1v1v1, one v1 v1 v1, for example. And it still works. Yeah, that is crazy. That's awesome. So, so yeah, it's that's 
the game is really meant to be simple, accessible, and for everyone. So even yeah, though I, the theme is very specific. Yeah, and kind of to that point, um, you touched on it a little bit, but just for our listeners to understand, um, I know that, I don't know how it works exactly, but I know that you guys provide, there's basically three levels of miniatures, right? That, that yes. a person can, can acquire, which is the, on the sprues, um, mm-hmm. they can get them put together and primed, or they can get them uh, painted. Uh, yeah, fully painted, premium. That's what I have, for example, here. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, and then like I, for example, if you're looking at my video, I have the ones that are already assembled and primed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I think that really speaks to exactly what you were talking about, where I've, I felt like, you know, Evan and I were looking into the game, and I was like, wow, this, so, so, because one of my concerns when we first got these was like, oh, they're already together and primed. I don't know if people are going to, you know, like true hobbyists are going to love that, right? They're going to want to mm-hmm. put it together themselves. And, and then I saw that the sprues were available and I was like, oh my yeah. gosh, this is, this is amazing. Um, so kind of talk behind, to that process. Like that's really interesting to me. So that means that you, you guys have to put these miniatures together at some point, right? To get them out the yes. door. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So in the factory in China, uh, so obviously with COVID, uh, things have changed a little bit. Uh, yeah. the, the staff is skeletal right now because they have to social distance and stuff like that. So, yeah. But uh, basically in China, we have people that are just there to glue the miniatures together uh, and some others that are here to paint. And up until the very end of last year, we had 12 women that were hand painting the miniatures. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah, it is very, it's very fascinating to see. We actually posted uh, some videos on on our, on our Facebook, on the Dust USA Facebook page, uh, showing the process on how to make miniatures. So from really the, the 3D concept to the molding and the molding of hard and soft plastic, which is very different. Uh, And you really see how it happens. And it's, it was fascinating. We went to, we went to Hong Kong and Shenzhen uh, two years ago for that. And Mm -hmm. that's mesmerizing to see these people that are lined up and able to, to have this level of painting uh, with just an airbrush and a paintbrush. It's, yeah, it's very, very interesting. <laughs> yeah, and, um, I've seen videos like that, and it, and you just like start to get depressed at your own abilities. You're like, oh yes. man, I am yes. not good at this. <laughs> yeah. oh, definitely, it's a, it's very humbling. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, kind of, let's walk through the process of, um, you know, it's it's time to design a new unit for whether it's a it's an upgrade. Like I saw that. Uh, that big walker for, for the U.S., uh, that thing looks amazing. Um, so, so kind of walk us through the process of, you know, okay, it's time for a new unit to how the creative works and then how, you know, all the way down the line. So this is entirely the work of Paolo and Olivier. So Olivier is in charge of the rules. Paolo okay. is in charge of the design. Okay. Uh, Paolo, so either Paolo comes with a new design, uh, like one day he came with a, a gigantic gorilla in a power armor uh, with an anti, anti-aircraft anti cannon in his hand. Yeah. And he was like, I want this miniature to be a, to be a profile. And so Olivier creates the profile, uh, tests it with, the, with his testers and everything. And then it becomes something. Uh, or it's the opposite. And Olivier says, we need this kind of unit in the game. Uh, mm-hmm. We're missing a heavy support or we're missing a, a troop uh, a troop exterminator or something like that. So I need something and Paolo designs it. So it's really, they really, really work close uh, to each other, even though Paolo lives in Manila in the Philippines and Olivier lives in France. So <laughs> it's very... <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, well, today, I mean, look, we're, we're doing this interview, right? And we've talked yeah, oh, to yeah. people all over the world doing interviews. So this is this is... The, the way the world works now and it's great oh you know and dust has always worked like that because they have always lived apart from each other and then the the, the offices of dust limited are in hong kong mm-hmm. the factory is in shenzhen which is an hour and a half away by train but still it's not the closest <laughs> uh and then when you're in shenzhen it's the the city is so big that you can drive for three hours from east to west and from north to south oh my so, god yeah yeah it, it makes los angeles look <laughs> tiny yeah. So <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> so, but yeah, so 
they really work like that. They have like huge sessions where they basically sometimes Paolo travels to France or Olivier will travel to, to Manila for 15 days and they work on everything that is going to be released for the next three years. Uh, oh, wow. Or sometimes they just have an idea that pops and they go, okay, let's, let's release it. So it's really free form, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's very, very fun. I really like, because um, I don't know that it works that way with a lot of game companies where the, the designer, the artist can say, oh, I, uh, I drew this and I want this to be a character now in the game. So please, please make that happen. <laughs> there are a lot of companies that are like that. Paolo has an advantage uh, compared to other situations is that he's also very, very proficient in uh, molding. Mm. Uh, he really knows the process. Uh, he has been working. Uh, he has been part of Dust Limited, the company that makes the manufacturing for almost 20 years now. Wow. Uh, and he really, really, really knows what engineering means, uh, how mold functions, what is the advantage of one plastic compared to another, these kind of things. Uh, it shows on some of our miniatures because, for example, the, we have an SSU vehicle. I could go get it if you have two minutes, but it's an SSU vehicle called the PT-47. So it's a transport vehicle. It looks like a little boat. And because it's an amphibious vehicle uh, that, uh, that genuinely existed during the war, at the end of the war, um, when we made that vehicle, for example, instead of making a mold uh, for hard plastic that normally closes up and down, yeah. you know, you have the bottom and you have the top and they close on yep. each other and you pull the plastic. This one was actually a flower. So it was closing oh, no. this way. <laughs> oh, wow. So, so it's, okay. it's, I mean, th that means that we were able to mold the whole vehicle at, on, in one block, basically, while remaining uh, very hollow and light. So it was insane yeah. uh, engineering-wise. But yeah, it's, it's a company that has been uh, making plastic miniatures for basically everyone in this industry. Oh, okay. So, uh, I mean, if you have Zombicide, the miniatures, yep. except for the first box, have been made by us. Uh, FFG Armada has been made by us. Uh, the first generation X-Wing also. That's uh, amazing. So, yeah, there, there was a lot, of, a lot of products like that. Uh, the Simon products are made mainly by us. Mm -hmm. So, they really know their business. <laughs> oh, sure, jeez. And it's so, you know, I, I think like... As an end user, if for people who don't have a concept uh, of what goes into this, I mean, it, it really is interesting, the amount of knowledge. And, and like you said, you had brought up engineering because we had talked to um, one, of the, one of the sculpt uh, managers from FFG, and they were talking about how, you know, you use ZBrush for, for, for designing humans and humanoid type stuff, but then you need like a CAD system to design like more mechanical stuff. Yep. And it's a completely different process and a different brain set, right? Yep. And so it's just, I, I always like to point out the abilities of these artists slash designers that, that do these miniatures because... The, I mean, these people could be just working in like engineering firms, like designing like computer parts and stuff too. Like it's that same kind of uh, skill set. When they reach a good level, yes, some of them are genuinely at a level where they are highly, highly qualified technicians yeah. or sometimes low, low level engineers. It's yeah, really, really amazing. And then when you add the sprues in it, that's a whole nother level of design and thought that needs to go in because of how the oh, yeah. mold works and everything. Like that's that's amazing as well. It just yeah, blows me away. The, <laughs> like really, the, when we shot the videos, actually, uh, uh, the engineer of the company, we were they were working on the super giant Armada ship. Mm -hmm. you know, oh, the uh, yeah, the SSD, yeah. yeah. They're, they're fantastically big and the engineer had the weirdest, weirdest uh, joy because he was like... <laughs> Normally, so on these kind of molds, you use a copper plates, copper templates mm -hmm. uh, that, that are going to hit the metal of the mold. And uh, an electric current is going to go through the acid in which the mold is. So that uh, basically particle per particle, the mold is going to be sculpted this way. Yep. Okay? 
So it takes, a, it takes a while. It's super noisy. It's pretty dangerous because really you're in a vat of acid with electricity going <laughs> <Yeah. through>. so, <laughs> so And it's like wide open. The, the guy yeah. is just in front of them uh, in his flip-flops and he's waiting. So. <laughs> I know, it's insane. Yeah. <laughs> hey, okay, yeah. <laughs> so so the, the guy was like, normally for a vehicle, like the one that you have in front of you, for example, this kind of uh, copper template that needs like 30 to 50 of them. And that's a lot already because there's a lot of details and stuff, but yeah. it's manageable. For this big ship, the guy was like, we are already at 400. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> so, so he, I mean, it's technologically speaking, it's insane, but also um, logistically speaking, because you have all these templates that need to be carried away that need to be referenced and everything. So making a miniature is just, making a mold is super complicated. Yeah. So it was very exciting. So I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm really glad you brought that up. That is, that is something that just, I think gets lost in the, in the, you know, in the industry in general is because it's a, it's this like nice to have product at the end. It's, it's a game. Like I'm just looking, Oh, it's just a die. It's just a guy. It's, you know, and then, without any of that other knowledge, you don't realize everything and all everything that goes into this. Like, like oh yeah, no, it's uh, making a miniature from the time you design the miniature and the time you can genuinely release the miniature is several months and yeah. it's several months of people working 24 seven. So it's, it's, I mean, it's a big deal. Uh, making a mold takes time. Uh, you need to refine it. You need to make sure that it fits. Again, depending on the type of plastic, not the same mold. Right. Uh, PVC will be better for miniatures of infantry, for example. So it's going to be a little softer. So it, it allows for more details. But hard plastic will be better for vehicles because they need to basically be sturdier and straighter. Uh, you have the problem of the con construction of the plastic. So you can have a, a batch of miniatures that are going to be released and from the same mold and they're going to be one or two millimeters shorter or, or <laughs> yeah. wider. Right. So basically you have to pitch them and redo. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it's really, 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 really complicated. Um, yes yes <laughs> yeah, and, there, and, and that's just the miniatures <laughs> that's yeah. yeah well you and, don't you know you don't really think about it right because it's you think like where's my super star destroyer oh it's delayed again you know yeah. like where's my super star destroyer and then uh you know when it when you put like yeah the guy's standing in front of like death you know just with flip-flops <laughs> on hoping this thing goes through right it's it's uh uh it kind of puts out a perspective of like yeah like it's not because from from the layman like for me it's I just think there's like a giant mold of a superstar destroyer, and you just pipe in plastic, and then you wait, and then it, and then you get a superstar destroyer. Right? That's like once the once the mold is made, that's the idea. Even though the mold uh, for for something like that, first it's several molds. Yeah. Uh, they are four. They are three by three by two in size, and uh, one mold uh, weighs probably half a ton. So. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Jeez. So you have to have a crane actually to take the mold and to take the mold and put it in the machine. It doesn't go by itself. So, <laughs> Sorry. yeah. You know, oh my gosh! Yeah, and, okay. and of course, because it doesn't fold, you have yeah, to right. store it in a in a warehouse. So you have warehouses, entire warehouses of ranges of products. So. That's right. Yeah, I, I think that's interesting too because we talk about. <clears throat> in different games when there's delays like on reprints right for example mm -hmm. and i think a lot of people don't realize is that you know where where it's being manufactured that they already have probably the next couple generations or someone else's work on the line already and yes. so they have to take that mold out replace it with the the old mold that they had back mm -hmm. like you just said stored in the warehouse and then choose the plastic or what you know i mean there's there's all these like a list of things that they have to do just to make that possible to reprint and it's it's just wild the the gaming industry last year released 5000 new SKUs so 5000 new references of products uh, maybe paper cardboard uh, plastic whatever okay yeah. it was 5000 new SKUs just in your local hobby, hobby hobby shop the the famous LGS so it takes quite a bit of time to just produce that for everyone in quantities that they desire. So yeah, and that's just for us to have a good time on the weekend. 
Yes. <laughs> but it's very important though. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, fair. Yeah. It just you you know what I mean? Like I just this this is just a game. That's just to make games, and that's it. Just blows my mind every time I think about it and talk about it because it's not like it's a car or a, a television. It's just a it's a game, right? And it's that it's still just as complex as everything else. It's oh yeah, it's amazing. extremely complex, extremely extremely time consuming. So and people really pour their heart in it. Uh, yeah, which was really also something that I was very impressed with when I visited China. You know, you always thinking you always have this very um, semi-racist vision of China where <laughs> you have sweatshop, organized sweatshops and yes. no one cares and stuff. And you see these guys that work like really, really, they, they work hard and they are really passionate about it. And that was, that was pretty impressive, really. The, they were really genuinely proud to show us what, how they were working. Yeah. So That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so speaking of, uh, we went back to it, like uh, uh, going back a few paces, uh, the streamlined mm -hmm. is, there's two things I really enjoy um, with this is uh, your bypaths for your armies. So mm -hmm. for example, you've got the starter and then the army box and then whatever that. And then, um, so uh, if you could touch on that, and then I got a, a follow up on like how gameplay works. But um, yeah. so what so inspired the bypass? Yeah. Product wise, we wanted people to be able to get into the game and increase their army easily. Um, a few years ago, uh, another brand, uh, Privateer Press, created a, um, uh, a way of increasing your army that was called the Journeyman League. Uh, that was very clever, uh, where you were starting with a starter set, and then you were buying units progressively on, few, on four or five weeks mm -hmm. to increase your army to the regular 50 points that was the tournament, whatever uh, the format at that time. And that was really good because it really guided people to, towards their purchase. And I, I really liked this idea. I really loved it, to be honest. So, but at the same time, once you buy your starter set, you're still lost into a range of product that is very massive. Uh, our range is smaller, but it's still <laughs> massive. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you look at the, at the wall at your, at your favorite local store again, and you're like, what's next? And so we wanted really to take people by the hand and basically guide them like they would buy a, a board game and then buy the next extension. You know, you buy a soul and then you buy a soul, whatever, uh, because you know that it's the next extension. Yeah. Uh, and I really wanted the game to, to be like that also for us. So we created the starter sets. All the starter sets already existed. Uh, but then we had the army boxes, which are four units for the price of three, basically. But it's also the best sellers and really the next best thing that you want after the, best, after the starter set. And then the HQ box, where you have three to five heroes plus a command squad, because again, it's going to, just by switching heroes, it's going to create so much gameplay options, so many gameplay options that it's worth it. The box is worth it by itself and really changes all your, your gameplay options super fast. So that made sense. And then you can really refine and fine tune your army with unit boxes. No, that's super cool. Cause it's, I, you know, when I look into it, it's, I bought, and speaking of uh, war machine, I bought in really incorrectly. I bought in uh, to Retribution at the time, <laughs> and I just bought what looked cool. I didn't yeah. know, right? Yeah. And so I'm just like, I guess uh, the guys with bows look cool. You know, like I, I, and I bought this army, and after I played it a few times, in that game you could be really punished for bringing the wrong thing. Yeah. And I just kept thinking, I'm like, I'm having a miserable time. You know, and I just spent all this time because <laughs> they were pewter, so you had to like, it wasn't just like plastic where you can glue, right? It like, yeah. it was kind of a thing to get it all built in the, and like ready to go. And I remember painting them. And just being like, why am I even doing this? Like, I'm not fun. <laughs> like, you know, it's just... And then I got into some other war games, and, like, uh, Legion was pretty nice just because you got a couple core sets. And because the game was so new, stepping in, you didn't have anything to buy. Right? You'd yeah, walk no, into a store, true, and you're right? just like, uh, well, uh, I don't have an ATST, I guess. You know, like, that's... This is what yeah. it was, but going that into That was this, your purchase of the month, yeah. Basically. Yeah, right? Like, I guess <laughs> this is out now. I'll buy it, I suppose. Um, uh, with this, I... You know, I was looking with my buddy... And, you know, we're already talking, oh, I, like, I uh, stumbled upon the, um, that video, actually, I learned to play, and that's when it got me, like, I'm like, oh, Dust, yeah, yeah, this is great, because we, we were looking at, we like Conflict 47, but it was a little much for, yeah. for Jay and I to, like, guilt, 
but we like that setting though right like the yeah. weird war so the world war Two. Oh my god i'd love and, that and yeah we fell into this and uh i was looking at my my friend connor we're like oh wow you know i want to do that army i want to do that so we're looking through and then i'm like well wait what am i even how do i even buy into this and then again you had a like your website just buy a starter buy an army box and then with with jay and i when i was picking out the sets i'm like well these two have army boxes that are just more of the same like more they fit the the look and that's really easy and that's that actually was like really smart and i'm really surprised more people don't do it because i from knowing nothing about the game uh to being told like hey if you buy this this is going to be good you're not going to be feel like you've bought incorrectly yeah. and then yeah. be at the table and just get like <laughs> smashed and be like wow that was three hundred dollars you know like that's <laughs> just right out the window no we, we really want you to spend your money on a on a for a long time with us so we try not to have a gacha uh, spirit you know and mm-hmm. try to sell you stuff that is not good so it's really really not the principle of the uh, of the game so no oh, sure yeah, it's, you know, it's interesting to, like, the the pre-primed, uh, I think we touched on this just a little bit more, how uh, Evan's starter set was primed a different color than my starter set. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. so now, like, I, I had, like, kind of just that, like, light bulb moment <laughs> when we, we <laughs> unpacked them. I was like, oh, like, you could just go and play. You don't even have to... You know, it doesn't even matter because it, it's the color. So now you know it's who's... exactly that. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I just, it just hit me. And so um, was the, like how much... I, I mean, I think you guys thought about it. So, so what, what was the kind of... Is it that same mentality of I just want to come home after work and put it on the table? I don't want to think about stuff. Is that like, do you guys always go back to that when there's... Always. New coming always. It's, that, it's the basic of all our philosophy for the game everything uh, it goes from i mean even when we did the videos uh john caspian uh, and actually his wife and and, and partner in crime uh, uh, were actually uh, telling us okay so we went to your website and she's not a gamer again and she went i don't understand so you have to redo everything yeah so the in the, the first step that he gave us basically was redo your website because as a non-gamer I go to your website and I don't understand. So, yeah. and, and it's really that we really want to bring non-gamers to the table because there's no reason they would ignore how f- much fun you can have around the table with other people playing a miniature game. So we really want to get out of the niche. We have a niche because we are no. a diesel yeah. punk weird World War II. Okay, I'm not, I'm not telling you <laughs> yeah. that we're going to sell to absolutely everyone all the time. Yeah. yeah. But, <laughs> But it's really, there is no reason for people that would be uh, attracted to miniature gaming in general to not have this first dip, basically. So, and we really want them to be able to enjoy that. Yeah, I, so, so is, let me, um, because we've kind of talked about how simple it is to get into it. So, you know, I, I can teach the wife, I can teach the kids pretty simply. Mm-hmm. So ex- let's go to the opposite end of that. So let's talk about competitive or near competitive. So what, what does that look like? If someone was like, I love this game, I'm going in hard. <laughs> I want to, pl- <laughs> I want to play, you know, I want to play at uh, when, whenever we get cons back again, right. I want to go play at that con and I want to, I want to be competitive. So there are two, two different answers for that. Uh, okay. If you are in Europe right now, you have a tournament scene, a very regular tournament scene uh, with a Swiss rounds, uh, a winner at the end, and you play 120 points. It's a very specific format. Uh, you're limited in the number of units of the same type that you, that you can bring. And, mm-hmm. uh, really tournament, tournament, okay? Uh, hardcore, I would say. Uh, they have very nice events. Uh, the last uh, European Championship in Poland had 70 players or 80 players. Wow. Oh, wow. So, okay. That's a good turnout. So, com- coming from everywhere in Europe, coming from Sweden, France, uh, Belgium, Italy, I mean, they, they were really, it's, it's a very successful event every year. So it's really well organized by our distributor in, uh, in Europe. It's called War Factory. Uh, so it's, it's really that. They play very regular tournaments. In America, we don't do tournaments at all. Okay. Uh, we, well. have, we have phased out the word tournament from our vocabulary 
again, for the same reason. Uh, I've been in this industry for 15 years. And every time, every time you talk about tournament, you attract alpha players uh, that are very used to the game. Uh, it's going to sound cynical, but it's a, it's a very autonomous customer base that doesn't need any support. Mm -hmm. And it's very weird that this whole industry supports the, the, the alpha players all the time, ignoring yeah. all the others. Yeah. And so we, we wanted to change that because, again, um, it, it can become toxic. Yep. Or if it's very well managed, uh, it's still very competitive. And some people are not interested in that. And we didn't want to refuse people. I mean, I so would almost, but, but to that degree, like not to, not to like uh, correct you, but mm -hmm. I would say most people don't want that. It's the minority that want the competitive. And, yeah, true. and, and it, they're it the is, vocal minority, right? So that's, that's what true. happens. Yeah. It is very true. And it's, it's important to listen to them in terms of, for example, game balance or this kind of thing, because these are the, the players that are very uh, immersed in your set of rules and are able to find the, the flaw and tell you this doesn't work. Yeah. But at the same time, you don't need to basically cater to them all the time uh, because <laughs> yeah. you have also another customer base that is silent, but is actually 89% of your business figure or sometimes 95% of your business figure, like I've seen on other games. And these guys need to be taken care of. So what we yeah. created was, is called Dust Days. So you come with whatever army you have, whatever the level of points you have. You can have just a starter set, or you can have a 300 points army. It doesn't matter. You come, you play all day, and you're going to play for the glory of your faction. So there's a story. Ah, yeah. Uh, you always have several scenarios. Um, traditionally, for example, if we have like 10 or 12 tables give, given by the store, we have 10 or 12 different scenarios. So if you switch table, you switch scenario. And because you switch table, you also switch opponent. Mm. And you're going to play, preferably not against your own faction. But if it happens, it happens. Sometimes we have a lot of SSU players. Sometimes we have a lot of Axis players that, yeah. because they were traditionally very, very popular army armies. So it happens. But we try to mix and match, and then you play all day. You, you play your best game. You bring your, your A game and your A list, but at the end of the day, there's no winner. One faction will win. Everyone will live with something, yeah. a small, small token of appreciation for spending the day, and that's pretty much all. That's yeah. uh, super cool. I, I, used to, uh, I didn't know that because I was thinking um, when Marvel <laughs> Crisis Protocol uh, mm -hmm. came out and they do they don't do tournaments right they do yeah. like cons they have like they're still kind of working that out still but like for their 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 op kit even was just mm -hmm. just play and then you tell the guy who who gave you the kit like your store whether you like what did you play attack did you play defense is your army painted here's all the prizes right and like that's super cool because jay and i are we chase swag right like we we play a lot of like i played a ton of x-wing uh him and i both play a ton of legion and so when there's a new prize kit we're like oh I got to have those dice, right? Like I got to no, win no, those I dice. Understand. I, I like that also. <laughs> uh, but it's also kind of nice to be able to go in and just like not care and like have a good time. <laughs> yeah. And then right, like, and just like not like if you lose, you're like, okay, cool. You're not, because in Legion, you lose round one. You're just out. Like yeah. no top yeah, prize. You're, you're, yeah, you're but in this like. for the bottom list, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and now it's just like with this, it's like, oh, whatever. Like you, it takes a lot of that pressure and stress off. So you just play yes. and have a good time. And then to even just get like a, what always killed me too is when like uh, last place guys didn't get anything. That always kind of bugged me in some events. Where it's like, yeah. hey man, they should open play too, and they stayed. You know, like yeah. that's there's something to be said for that. So it's uh, uh it's cool that like those dusties sound like a lot of fun because it's just it's nice just to have that like pressure taken off you and you just play mm -hmm. and like, hey man, whatever. Like that's that's super awesome. You can even switch your army list between games. And oh, that's even and even cool, the yeah. faction you play for because yeah. because the results are taken for the faction. You can switch faction also on some events. So, for example, you're gonna you're gonna play SSU, and then you realize that really the Steel Guard army that you brought, as fun as it is, is not what you want to play today. And you know what? You can grab the starter set Luftwaffe that is on the wall and start a Luftwaffe army right away during the event. Oh, that's true. Yeah, it's it's, it's got that same uh, benefit of X-wing does, right? Where it's just like, yeah, uh, I I want to play the ship now. Yep. Yeah. You know, you don't have to like, yeah, you just, yeah. from a shelf, you just open it up. You know, when I opened it up, with Jay and I were kind of unboxing it and like, 
you know, checking everything out. I'm like, oh, this is this is done. Like we yeah. can just yeah. we can just go. All right, that's cool. Like yeah, that's really the spirit. We really want you to be able to play. We have people that actually sign up for our for our events during the afternoon. They they come. They say, what's this game? We give them a demo. And they go, wow, that's a fun game. Because really, we demo with two starter sets. In 15 minutes, you're done. So it's really super fast, super fun. Mm. They laugh. They, they play with their family. And they go, you know what? We're going to buy two starter sets. And then they buy. And the first time I remember, this, this father with his son were buying a starter set. And they were leaving. And I'm like, you have something, somewhere to go? And they go, no, not really. We're going to open them in the back room. I'm like, no, you're going to open them right now. And you're going to start playing with us. And they were like, but we have like one game in, and that's all. And so it's a demo game. And my, my Patriots, the Patriots are, are uh, organized play guys uh, mm-hmm. at that shop. told them, uh, you're fine. Really, come. And they played the rest of the afternoon with us. Oh, that's awesome. That's super cool. So really, it's, because the game, again, is super easy, super fast, and super easy to learn. You really can play right away and then people will will adjust their size of army so if you only have a starter set they will uh, whittle down to the level of points that you have and you're done so yeah that, so let me ask you this do you because <clears throat> we're seeing this more and more you know uh evan evan mentioned marvel crisis protocol dust mm-hmm. uh there's other games that are doing this do you see the industry moving in a more casual friendly way so similar to what you're doing and what my Marvel Crisis is doing, where you have these events, we you know we get the we get the good feeling of getting the swag, getting the stuff, um, and less of the negative of lose, <laughs> of getting crushed. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would say yes. Um, I would say I would say there's room for both. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that you're really, really, really winning when you do both and when you have the, the customer base for both yep. uh, because then you can really do whatever you want. And I think that everyone is trying to do that in, the, in this industry. Um, the new format of Warhammer 40K, for example, is typical of trying to make it more casual and less stressful, but they still have uh, Las Vegas Open with 800, 800 players, yeah. uh, like not having fun for the whole weekend. <laughs> because Dude, you're not even joking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I'm, I'm there every year because I, I have a booth with Dust USA uh, mm. and the, in our local shop there, a little shop of magic. And we demo Dust during the weekend. We even have a Dust Day at LVO. Uh, but I'm, I'm seeing the crowd and I think there's room for both, definitely. Mm. But I think there's a... Um, a culture of tournament in the miniature industry that needs to evolve. And yes. I think that it will, it, we will be able to do that when we are confident enough that we can get new players in a game without having a first reflex of going, really? Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. So we, we've been at LVO, but we're locked in the Legion room because <laughs> Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's like, I, uh, you know, we go. That you have your room, but then you're locked there for the whole weekend. So. Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's really the thing, though, right? Is when when we're not working at cons, and I'm sure it's the same for you. When you're not working one, when you're just there, or the day you get to just enjoy um, being able to sit down, pick up a game, and play. And not feel like um, I've wasted my entire day where I couldn't go look at something else yes. or, or do something else. That's huge, right? Yeah. And so, yeah. I, I just wish more, more games were capable of that, where I could yeah. sit down, enjoy, and then move on with my life and only like half an hour has gone by. <laughs> During conventions, we even have uh, something that is actually inherited from golf, the... the, the the golf. <laughs> uh, it's actually um, a format that is called Eclectic uh, that was created by federations of golf uh, around the world for people that couldn't spend the whole weekend uh, doing 18 holes. Mm-hmm. Um, and what they were doing is that they do nine the first day, nine the second day for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. If you stay the bo- uh, both days, you do 18 holes. But at the end of the day, there is a ranking for people that did only nine either on the first or the second. It doesn't matter if they were at one day or the other or both, but they have, they can, they, and if they have done nine and nine, 
they can choose the best of the two days for the ranking. And they have this different ranking. So it allows people who don't have two full days during the weekend to go to go play because it's yeah. a lot of people nowadays uh, to still enjoy the game while not feeling excluded or taken out of the of the ranking because they couldn't make it for two days. So. Yeah, that's really interesting because that's, I mean, it's not even just two days, sometimes like a whole day. Like sometimes yeah. Legion may just be one day, but I'm, you know, you're in at eight thirty in the morning, and you don't leave till yeah. ten o'clock at night. And you're like, oh, oh man, god, I, no. I couldn't what do did, that anymore. Yeah, what did I do? <laughs> 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 no, 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 no. Yeah, it's, so it's encouraging to me. Um, you know, a lot of the a lot of people we've been talking to lately. This seems to be where things are moving, and it's mm-hmm. and I understand that it's going to be hard to break the old guard, right? And that old mindset, but I'm I'm encouraged to see the ability for both, right? And to see that yes. maybe I can just play for a few hours one day and still still get a lot of that um, pleasure, I guess, out of playing those two hours that I would have. Yeah, yeah, it's really it's really good. Yeah. It's the future. We'll see if it happens, but I think it's <laughs> well, it's, <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna take a whole generation. I really yeah. believe that. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that we have ingrained in us so much so many traditions that it's hard to convince people of our age. Yeah. Uh, I mean, in a, in a vast majority, uh, I think that kids are. I have I have very uh, a very high level of confidence into the 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 Gen Z. So yeah. <laughs> I think that they are more casual than us and less for sure. less stressed about a lot of things. So yes. even though they have their sheer amount of stress, but not about that. So they yeah they might have a, a solution there. But okay. it's we're going you know, into high philosophy of the miniature industry and it's fun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean <laughs> oh, it's gonna be interesting to see how many seasons we get set back with all this twenty twenty nonsense because I think Oh yeah. Yeah, it's going to set everybody back a couple of years, I would and think. And we, we, you should brace yourselves because 2021 is not going to get better for at least <laughs> nine months. Yeah. No, yeah. We were, so, uh, you know, all these events that people are planning out in January are like, well, hey, do you guys want to sponsor? Do you want to come stream? I'm like, uh, <laughs> yeah, um, I don't think that's <laughs> happening, but okay. Yeah. No, it, it will not happen. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I, I don't see anything happening before at least winter 2021. Yeah. Uh, because really, even if we find a vaccine in a super fast time, it's still 18 months as yeah. foreseen by all the reports and 18 months brings us to August. So, yeah. But I think then, the, um, the positive with games like this, though, is you don't need to go to cons, right? You just get them. You, you sit at your kitchen table, teach your kid, teach your wife, teach your dog if, if it's smart <laughs> enough. And we, off you we, go. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, you can actually play online also because it's a grid. So you just put some letters and some numbers, you know, oh, uh, up, yeah. up and down and, and left and right. And you can play on Zoom. That's what we do, actually, with some of my friends. Uh, we have a part of our community that, uh, that have organized games like that. Well, a, yeah, I didn't even really think of idea, that actually. Yeah, yeah, that's actually a really good idea. Just, like, <laughs> <laughs> you grab your phone, you put it on a tripod, and you're done. <laughs> that is actually kind of great, Evan. Yeah. I got a bunch more ideas for us to work on after this. All right, done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. done. If one day you want to organize a game, you just contact me, and uh, we can do that. Oh, that Perfect. would be great. Right, yeah, yeah, that'd be really fun. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, thank you so much for joining us. I think I think we covered a lot, right? Is there a, so what? Let's just remind people what's the website that they can go to if they're interested in and in looking. The the, uh, the best website you will ever spend time on is dustusa.com. You you heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> that's website. Objective on that. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I mean, and 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 I know we covered it all, but I just want to reiterate: if if you're listening and you're considering looking into this. I highly recommend go get the go download the uh, the list building tool. Go go look at the videos; like they're all amazing, and they'll they'll get you even more excited than you think you already are right now. So so go check those out. I mean, you that's what got Evan and I. On the yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> Evan and I. We were. I was kind of like I don't know, and then he showed me the 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 app and the videos. And I was like, whoa! I was like, yeah, I'm in. I'm in. Let's do it. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's a it's a cool game. Really, uh, I discovered it in twenty. Uh, t- 
uh, actually 2015 was the the day I had my first demo uh, at Gen Con from Olivier and it was uh, on a Sunday afternoon he was tired he had no voice left he was right <laughs> under the speaker you know and, uh, <laughs> and and he was dead he was completely dead and he gives me a demo and I had a blast it lasted 10 minutes and I'm like okay that's a cool game and then again this this guy comes with his kid, says, we would like a demo. And Olivier looks at them and goes, I'm sorry, I'm dead. I'm, I'm, I'm dead. It's, it's 3.40. <laughs> uh, they're closing at 4. And my voice is gone. I, I cannot do it. And I just told him, I, I think I can. And after one game, I was able to give a demo to, the, to these people. They had fun. They bought, they bought the box. And now they are playing. They're coming to our events from time to time. It's, it's really fun. So, That's yeah. Awesome. so yeah, it's it's great hearing those stories of uh, yeah. just like ca- like casual people having a good time with a miniature game. Like it's so like <laughs> yeah. honestly, it's like real rare. Like <laughs> it's, at uh, LVO at LVO last year, uh, I did a demo to six people. So oh, wow. at the same time, yeah, okay. oh, wow. on okay. the same table, on yeah. the two on the two mats, I brought uh, I had all the starter sets, and they could choose the one they wanted. So they chose six different starter sets, and they played against each other. I put an objective in the center of the table, organized the, the deployment phase, the deployment boxes, like two boxes per, per player, and go. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. They that's played amazing. 45 minutes because obviously it takes a little bit more time. <laughs> well, but yeah, they, six but years. They had, they, but they had a blast, like genuinely a blast. So. I love how you said that. And in my mind, I was like, that's nothing. They, they had six players <laughs> play for 45 minutes? Like, <laughs> yeah, I was like that's, that's like, that's like the best day of gaming I've ever had <laughs> if I only spent 45 minutes on a game. Yeah, 45 but is the, one round. Round yeah. one of Legion. <laughs> 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 Yeah, but, six. Not, yeah. but, but to be fair, a starter set is around 20 points. Yeah, when you yeah, play Dust, yeah. uh, during Dust Days, the maximum that, we, that you will bring is 100 points. Uh, so 100 points you will play normally in 45 minutes in 1v1. One, in one one. Oh, Sometimes that's still, an hour, but that's all. That's still so real good, yeah. It's a very fast game. So six starter sets took more time because they were joking around. Oh, they yeah, were, sure, sure. We were teaching them the rules at the same time, so it takes a little bit more time and these kind of things. They, but really, it, it was really hilarious to see them play. So. Yeah, yeah, it's great, and I highly recommend it. And for those of you, you know, we always, uh, a lot of our audience is a little less on the hobby side. Like, the most encouraging thing to me was that these came together and <laughs> primed, yes. and I was like, I just a sigh of relief came out of me because it's just like, yeah. oh, thank God, I don't have to put these together and prime them. I can just, <laughs> no, no, yeah, no. Yeah. You already have other games for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, and, and, and honestly, the miniature count was really, and listen, I have the USMC starter kit, but the miniature mm-hmm. count is, what, seven here? And so, like, it was just, I can play with seven miniatures like that's amazing and I'm I'm really happy about that so oh yeah, yeah. you can your list can be anything from uh, five activations to 22 activations yeah it's yeah, yeah that's so awesome. I, lo- I love that I love that that's the scale so yeah, <laughs> yeah so <laughs> depending on my mood right? <laughs> it's exactly that yeah yes. play, play the way you want to play it that day yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. This was a great, great time. It was a pleasure. (laughs) No, thank you so much. No problem. Join us next week for another edition of the Fifth Trooper Podcast.